Welcome to Trade Wins. I am your host, Tara Solberg, the founder of Few and Far and Indigo Love, two halves of one thriving business. I am a South Coast girl from a small town, and when I launched my business over 10 years ago, I had no idea what I was doing. What I did have was passion, drive, and a commitment to learn as much as possible on my way. I will take you through each chapter of my unique business story. You will get real insight into the lows and highs, the trials and triumphs, and the many, many lessons learned. In fact, I will share all of the things I wish I knew when I was starting out all those years ago. So consider this your personal invitation to take the first step on the journey of a lifetime towards owning your own business. Hello everyone, or should I say namaste, and welcome back to another episode of Trade Wins. I've got Denny here with me this morning to speak to you about our very first trip to India and how that led to starting our very own wholesale business. So welcome back to the Trade Wins podcast, Denny. Thank you. <laughs> As usual, a quick recap. So we had purchased the cottage in Huskisson on Curranbeam Street where we were about to move Indigo Love. And that had been a massive accomplishment for us, being able to purchase our own, I guess, retail premises. But in order to make that different to few and far that we were already operating, um, we, and we decided to eliminate the clothing and take away that side of things, moving in, focus into this on new store and, and focus furniture. on, yeah, focus on what we were best at. Um, so in order to make that different, we thought that we would maybe potentially visit India and import some product from India. And it's somewhere that we'd always wanted to go ever mm. since opening our very first store. I know we had products that we'd bought from other suppliers in Australia um, in few and far when we first opened. But just having that, I guess, that handmade artisan product, unique, one of a kind was really important for us. So obviously having the opportunity to bring that in ourselves and to choose from all that India has to offer, which is a lot, um, really meant a lot to us. So we started looking into traveling to India and importing our own, I guess, container. Yeah, we, we'd never been to India. So, no. you know, we, while well, we travel a lot, I travel a lot through Indonesia and all other places around the world. And, uh, but India was never a place we even got close to. So, and because it's such a different place, I think we were a bit anxious about just rushing off. And, and like anything, you want to be prepared and you want yeah. to know where you're going and, how you going to do it so yeah we tried to rack everyone's brain who had even thought about india <laughs> to try and get some it was one of those places where it's just really hard to know where to start really like i know importing from indonesia is relatively simple mm. well, for us um and even china we kind of managed to work that out but india just was a whole nother ball game yeah wasn't it? <laughs> and, it's, and it's different too because i think where we were at with our business it you know, it's probably a lot of people going, yeah, I'd love to go to India, I'd love to go to India. But it, when you're a small business, India can be a bit of a, a head full as far as, you know, you, you can't, um, you can't, you can't buy enough to satisfy some suppliers. I mean, mm. you know, you're talking about full containers, one supplier, you know, it's, it's, you, you can't it's consolidate. Tricky. It's not like you can go to Indonesia or 
even barley or something and just be a seagull and pick away at all these little things and have like a thousand little supplies and put it all into one container and it's like, oh, how good's that? Which is great when you're a small business, but um, it is different. And we didn't actually discover that though until we no. got there, did we? No. We thought that we could walk around and pick around like seagulls. That's what we thought we could do. Yeah. <laughs> we, th- no. we thought we could just walk around the streets. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll have twenty of them, please. Um, you know, we we didn't even have a shipping agent, did we? No, no, nothing, nothing like that. So I guess how that all started was trying to look into that. I had sort of found again one supplier or similar experience to China I'd found one supplier who I thought okay I'll make contact with the supplier and then if this works out we can go they'd written back and said yes obviously we'd love to meet you we'd love to have you here Um, you know so we made a booking to meet them but you know what else were we going to do like who knows like how do we where do we go where do we stay like it's such a huge place we were we were looking and probably a silly dumb way to do it but we were looking at well i was looking at youtube um (laughs) videos of the main street of jaipur trying to slow down the youtube video to see if there's any shops that we can go that would look like a good one I'm pretty oh. sure I did that too. Amateur <laughs> Well, you know, anything to kind of pick up clues and because, yeah, even just working out, okay, do we go to Jaipur? Like, where do we go to? Like, Rajasthan is a big place and there's so many, you know, really um, towns within it that specialize in certain things. But um, so the way that we approached it was, well, we had a sort of had a contact. Like, my dad um, had a friend who... Um, he said that he knew somebody who had dealt with India on a regular basis and they actually imported like knights in armor suits and <laughs> medieval yeah. swords and <laughs> yeah. replica knight armor and yeah all these sorts of things so to us that was a bit of a like oh yes someone's <laughs> been there yeah. and so we I got in contact with her and I sent her an email and she was actually really helpful like she was incredibly helpful she gave us all of these um, details in terms of where to stay uh, what to eat what not to eat all that kind of thing so she gave us the details of this hotel which we booked and we soon well once we arrived we discovered it was actually a two-star hotel <laughs> and that's the other thing with india too like everybody told you don't eat this and don't yeah. eat that so i think we pretty much got on the plane thinking we're just going to lose 20 kilos yeah. this trip because we're not going to eat anything because we're a, so anxious about eating had a bag stuff. full of like um muesli gastro stop and we had muesli bars <laughs> muesli didn't we bars, yeah. boxes of muesli bars for the day trips <laughs> too scared to eat any street food But we actually met her for the first time at the airport because she was traveling over to India. So, um, and by the time we got to Singapore, I think it was Singapore, like our halfway Mm. stop that we met her. And and that was kind of the first time we'd ever spoken to her in person. And so we had a bit of a chat with her at the airport, but obviously everything had already been organized. Um, But so that was really interesting. And so we kind of... (laughs) We finally made it. Um, we flew into Delhi 
And then we... And the worst thing is, like, I think I've said this before, and I don't know why, but I, I really don't like landing in places at night. At night. <laughs> and then you get in... We probably got in a taxi, which I would never do again. Yeah. Um, got in a taxi, and then you're driving straight out of Delhi Airport, and you're like, where are we? Like, what is this place? <laughs> it, and, it is another world. And I can't... Was that the time we stayed in that really dodgy hotel no, in Delhi? No, that was the second time. <laughs> so we still didn't learn? No. <laughs> So I can't remember exactly where we stayed on that first night, but it, we ended up... No, we stayed near the... We actually stayed in a nice hotel because we thought... So we thought we'll go stay somewhere and we think it might have even been a five-star. It was near the embassy or something. It was in that area near oh, the okay. embassy. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. we stayed in a nice hotel and we gave ourselves a two nights there, didn't we? We had two yes, nights. Yes, yeah. we thought we'll explore Delhi. thought we'll just go stay somewhere decent, spend a bit of money on on that accommodation and we'll have a little look around Delhi because there's actually markets in Delhi and it was raining that first day too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we it, kind of started walking around going, what the heck yeah, are we doing? Like, <laughs> what, what, yeah, and then This is not what I expected. No. <laughs> so and then because we had, we, we'd obviously booked in to go to Jaipur. Yeah. So we really got nothing done in those first two days thinking, oh, this is all just going to, you know. Yeah happened in Jaipur we're just gonna nail this but unlike the trip that you did to China where we just allowed three days for this trip we had actually planned two weeks so that we could give ourselves some time um, which was lucky because we needed it <laughs> well, so, we planned yeah. on going to a few cities didn't we so we yeah so we, we sort of thought we'll, we'll travel around a bit yeah So, well, we ended up, okay, so we arrived in Delhi, spent a couple of days there, and then we um, went. How did we get to we Jaipur? Get we flew, didn't we? We flew to Jaipur, we, we did, flew, yeah. Yes, we flew to Jaipur, and then we got um, transported, obviously, to our hotel, um, and then this is a two-star hotel, and I remember kind of driving through Jaipur, because it's all dirt roads and all just like, you know, it's just, it's there's rubbish everywhere and cows eating rubbish and you know rotting food and all that sort of thing but you know it was definitely an eye-opener and we pulled into our hotel and it's it's it wasn't too bad it was very basic but it was actually quite a good you know base for us really it was clean clean yeah <laughs> it was it was like it was it was kind of the food very, was good yeah casual the food was great yeah yeah um yeah, it was very simple, like very, very simple. Just, just ceiling fans, no ceiling air conditioning. Fans, no, and just yeah, yeah. Pretty hard bed, lumpy yeah. hard bed. Yeah, <laughs> but it was okay. And so, yeah, we kind of ended up at this hotel and just thought, sat down on the bed and went, okay, what now? <laughs> then we so we organised. Oh no, we didn't organise a drive. No. We thought we'll just we'll walk go around for a the walk. street. Yeah, because that's <laughs> that's what we've done before. <laughs> That'll work. So we went for a walk and we walked around the streets. I've still got all those photos of we us. We found, walking. no, we worked out where the market was. Yeah. There was yeah. a market, a fabric market or something. So we yeah. thought we'll go there. 
yeah started walking around the market and just went we are not going to be able to no fill a container from market stalls no <laughs> no and th- and it was very generic indian yeah um sort of yeah, and and poor quality as well. Like yeah. everything would, you know, they they had their really nice block printed quilts and things like that. But when you kind of got up close and touched them, they looked like they were going to fall apart in five seconds, kind mm. of thing. So we really, really had to start looking further than that and trying to find somebody who actually worked with people who, you know, sold on sold those goods. It wasn't just for the tourists and yeah. all that sort of thing. Um, so I, th- I remember just kind of wasting another couple of days doing that, just trying to figure out what like what to do, and and then we'd get back to our room and we'd ba- literally get onto Google and just type in yeah. like <laughs> wholesale suppliers in Jaipur and and that sort of thing. It was tricky, but we and then we got in a rickshaw and drove around for a couple of yeah, hours we did that. one day. Yeah. Um, and so we we that's what we did we got onto google and we had a look and i think we found a couple of places that we thought well let's try this one we may as well try that i think we 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 found a knobs supplier yeah and like that, the and ceramics that kind of open doors remember yeah so we found this ceramic supplier um on google on google yeah <laughs> so we went to see them and then when we saw her you know we liked her product and everything and we had a good conversation with her and then she and then we basically kind of told her our dilemma like you know we're from australia we have got basically no idea what we're doing can you direct us in the right you know Mm. put us in the right direction and she actually gave us a couple of names of suppliers that she thought might be able to work with us and that's when we kind of felt like okay we could be getting somewhere here Mm. and that was when um we've we found that first one that had like that big showroom full of textiles and everything. And we went in there and we thought we're in heaven. (laughs) But until we asked them the question, like, would they work with us? And basically we couldn't meet their minimum. So (laughs) no, but then they had, remember they took us to the dump room. Yeah. So after we couldn't meet their minimums on like the really cool product that they were making and looked really amazing. Then they just took us to like the The dump room. room. (laughs) Seriously. It was a big room and it was like, 55 degrees in there <laughs> full of you know old textiles or end of runs and, yeah and like literally <laughs> a dump room for textiles yeah. and we just went they through them like seagulls well they were like just take your pick and yeah. we were like cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i think i've sweated as much in my life <laughs> we've got photos of that too yeah but so yeah, we we um well we were pretty happy with what we found in that dump room, really. Like, oh yeah. It, and it kind of I guess as a start or as a starting point, it was good. It it included all of the things that we wanted. We we'd come out with tablecloths, with blankets, with you know, um, canther blankets, all those sorts yeah. of things, um, which was important. So and it was I guess it it matched our what we wanted or it matched our story because everything was one of a kind <laughs> looking back though i reckon I, I i kind of feel like we um we, we kind of made it work though yeah you know, it wasn't like yeah. if, if we could have chosen what we wanted probably wasn't it no but we thought we can make this work yeah. because and you know it, then your, your business head comes in and it's like okay yeah. well 
and for me Tara's in there going oh like, you know this is cool it's cool and I'm like okay so how much is it and yeah and then I'm like they're going okay well that'll work like we yeah. can you know, that's a good price but oh. at least if we get that then we can because it was it's all about at that point for us it was like how can we get stuff from overseas and make it work yeah marginally yeah with the, you know with the business or whatever so yeah looking back at what we actually picked it was like not what we wanted, but <laughs> no. still, but we, yeah, yeah, it, it was a, it was a good start to making it work. Definitely, and it, obviously, it was also a good start to actually having the that product from sort that we'd been able to source ourselves from India. So mm. it was an introduction of pieces that we hadn't really bought in Australia, and well, no, yeah, and not many people were doing no Indian product no. of like that nature. No. No, at that time. So, yeah, it really was an amazing experience and amazing opportunity to be able to do that. But it was hard. Like those early years mm. has been really, really hard. India is not really. It was stressful <laughs> too because for us it was oh you know how do we even make this work? I mean yeah. I remember it was probably the next day or something because we literally every time we met someone we would find another contact. Yeah, we would yeah. bleed them. Yeah to give us something that yeah. didn't conflict with what they did yeah. and just give us an address. Yeah. So even though, oh, okay, so then you got an address to somewhere else, but there was times when we were in the car for an hour driving mm. around some dirt street. Because we can't find the address. we can't, literally cannot find the address. And the address would be something like, you know, 13th Street or near Bridge near, Tower. Or near Water Tower oh. or something. <laughs> so then you'd, you'd get out and he asked someone and then they'd point left and then go there and then you get out someone they point the other way and you know we're in the car going this is just not happening <laughs> yeah it, it, oh. so we were literally doing like one maybe two people a day like that we yeah. could try and see yeah. across you know this is across a city that has i don't know how many people in jaybor i think there's like millions. 20 million people in a 15 kilometer radius or something it's like a that. rabbit warren it's crazy yeah yeah and even just the first couple of days, we were driving around in a rickshaw, and then we decided to get a driver, which yeah. would make things a bit easier. <laughs> but then the drivers, they, they wouldn't know where they were they going. They didn't know either, no. So it's really, really tricky. Unless you know exactly where you're going, yeah, you, yeah it's, it's hard. Yeah, you're, you're up against it. Yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, like you said, each day we kind of, eventually found out more and more or found other people that had another dump room that we could <laughs> well but that, and that's what and that's kind of where it happened didn't yeah. it? it was when we went to one guy and we sat in his office yeah and he's like so you know tell me about your business and well that was yeah that was uh, the one yeah and and he laughed at us yeah exactly I know. <laughs> he's like nah <laughs> pretty much nah and that's and he sent us to uh, supplier that basically again for end of runs and yes and yeah. that was a, he was a great supplier for a long time yeah they were all sending us to the end of run suppliers yeah to people <laughs> that could give us leftovers but even like I remember that guy who laughed at us because I'll never forget that but I remember being dropped off at the base of his stairs and basically it felt like a movie where you're like looking at all of the stairs and you're right, this is the moment. This is what we've been waiting for. And you walk up the stairs and you get welcomed into his office and then you tell him what you're doing. And, you know, from being or from working at Ocean and Earth, we'd always learnt to kind of like talk it up, like mm. make, make yourself look more successful than what you are. So we're like, we've got two shops in Australia. <laughs> 
and he that was when he just started laughing out loud at us and he was like no no we can't work with you you can't meet our minimums blah 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 and that's when he sent us away but yeah so not even the talking up was <laughs> and i mean years later it, it, you know it, it was still the same case yeah. in some ways like you're dealing with people i mean america's mm. got so many people with money yeah so a lot of these guys um, that we would see that we're dealing with America. Like, even now in Australia, you still, yeah. you know, you just compared to America, you're talking like you know Ralph Lauren who is doing like literally tens of thousands, thousands. of one thing. Yeah. You know, containers of one thing. Yeah. Um, you know, Australia is a small market. It still is compared yeah. to Europe and America. So even now, it's a struggle. Uh, to, to, to grow your business in, in, in this market really in yeah. some ways no excuses but it just it is how it is when you go to these suppliers and they're dealing with Americans and they're you know and of course they what they want they want to make you know a lot of things so every time they we talked to them was it was the minimum yeah and it's also really hard too obviously coming from Australia and you're dealing with these suppliers and if for some reason obviously they have other customers from Australia you want to ensure that you're not buying the same thing so that you're not crossing over. But so you kind of, you ask them for exclusivity in terms of that product, but they can't really guarantee that because they're dealing with such a small market. Oh, like Australia nothing. is such a small market. Yeah. So yeah. they're needing to kind of, you know, spread you're the You're talking about things where we would struggle to buy 300 and they'd be regularly getting orders of literally tens of thousands. Yeah. And we'd be basically begging them just to do 300. And even at 300, it was like a push for us. And on the first trip, it definitely wasn't 300. No. <laughs> no. I think we, we, were, we were buying leftovers. Individual yeah. leftovers. But we are like, some of the places that we went into, like that one that you said, the, the fabric supplier, it was amazing. We got some really great product out of there, like some really, you know, good cushion covers and all that sort of thing. So it was, it was enough for us to actually build our own collection to sell in our stores, obviously to have that point of difference. And in some ways, like even, you know, um, um, you know, the fabrics that we did get, because it was random, we'd have, you know, might have had 10 of them and 12 yeah. of them and one of them, and but every single one of them was a different print. Yeah. Um, so when people came into the stores, that was kind of like, for them, it was kind of like a, an experience too, because yeah. it was only one of them and it was only yeah. two of them. And so it wasn't like we had, you know, 50 of these and they were all the same and they yeah. were all mass produced. It was you know hand printed textiles and yeah. and they were amazing so yeah. it was it's sort of it in that way the process fitted us perfectly. perfectly yeah whereas i guess obviously now the challenge is to keep that feeling like and keep that feeling and make sure we're introducing enough of the one-of-a-kind pieces to keep that nice unique um feel to our brand but um so I guess after that, we'd, yeah, we'd found a few suppliers that we'd managed to scramble up some textiles at least. Mm. Um, but we're thinking, oh my goodness, like, you know, we're pretty happy with all of this stuff, but what are we going to do? Just air freight it back? Because there's no way we've filled a container. <laughs> we probably had like two cubic meters. 
So we were kind of like seeing these people, weren't we? And just sort of lining them up. Like, yeah. well, can you just put that aside for you? And I'll let you know. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously there was just the experience of everyday India and like, you know, every day we'd walk the streets and we'd have our... Um, the lemon what is it the lemon drink that we have they've got this yummy lemon drink with the sugar syrup in it oh, fresh lemon soda <laughs> fresh lemon soda fresh lime soda maybe lime soda and then danny would like we'd been eating indian food every day like and it was amazing but i think it got to the point where it's like oh it's coming out of my pores and everything and i think you got to the stage where you had like naan bread with like chips on it <laughs> Like a chip You can sandwich. never get sick of naan bread though. Naan bread is the best bread in the world. <laughs> it is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a pretty, um, I guess, how would you say, mind-blowing experience we, we, to begin with. Well, yeah, and when we, um, you know, we're, we're sort of parking these things with people going, yeah, oh, this is cool, you know, like picking them out. Can we sort of leave them here? Because we had no way of knowing how we we're going to ship them, like Tara no, said. but. Didn't. We'd organised to go to come back to Jaipur at the end, didn't About we? Trip, so we yeah. thought, well, we'll have a look, try and tee things up, go there, and then come back, and hopefully we'll be more aware or more informed or whatever, and we'll be able to do something with what we've found. Yeah, and we were sort of, and then yeah, so travelling around, and we travelled to a couple of other places in Jodhpur. But I remember. Um, the we hired a driver so i think it was about a five or a six hour drive we hired this driver to no, take us it was way more it was, it was like six eight, hours wasn't it? wasn't it i can't remember but oh my gosh i think we would fly next time <laughs> yeah i wouldn't recommend a driver if you're a bit uh no i was gonna say a control freak but i don't no. think you're going to be a control freak no i think if you're just a bit on the you know, you don't like being out of control in a vehicle. <laughs> on this, I just wouldn't drive. It wasn't too bad. Like it's an experience. I, I didn't think it was too bad. But um, at one stage, I think we had like the bonnet, the front of the bonnet, almost underneath the back of the truck in front of it us. It was underneath. It was underneath. And As that, he's trying to overtake. And at that stage, Danny's kicking the driver's seat, telling him to back off. Because <laughs> in, in India... <laughs> Like they have, they say a highway between you know major cities. So you have got millions of people. Yeah. There's obviously, I don't know how many, there's a billion or two billion people in India, but there's there's a lot of people in India. So in between these cities, you have these main highways, I guess. But then the highways, the road quality is not very good at all. So it's you know why well, you've got three lanes one minute, you've got three lanes next minute, you're you know veering off into the dirt because they're fixing up one bit, and and then on the road you've got you know lots of trucks that would not make registration in australia it's no pretty loose and there's cows yeah overloaded there's cows on the road there's people walking doing yeah. pilgrimages there yeah. was like pilgrims every Everywhere. road yeah uh, they're walking sometimes on the road um you'd have bikes tractors so you've got <laughs> things that can do 100 kilometers an hour and then you've got things that are walking all yeah. on the same road yeah and then you got sometimes trucks that decide that the road's too rough on that side, so they'll just come up the wrong way. Yeah. And because they're big, it's like, well, who cares? Get out, out of the big, way. Get out of the way. Um, buses. Yeah. It's just the mix of... 
And that's India. And on it? that trip, someone had actually rolled, like a truck had yeah. actually rolled. That So we were stuck on the road for a while. Yeah, its waiting. container had fallen off. And, yeah. and they were trying, I remember watching them trying to pick up the container <laughs> with this tractor and then the tractor was going up in the air because <laughs> the container weighed more than the tractor. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost oh. like, it's an amazing place that you wonder how it functions, but somehow it does. It does, yeah. And it's one of those places where they say you either love it or hate it, but I don't think I've had that experience with it. Like, well, I think Danny has put it so perfectly before where he's like, you can love it and hate it all in the one day. You can like love it and hate it within five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you look at something that's amazing and then turn your head the other way and you're like, oh, I wish I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to forget seeing that. Can't unsee that. No. And it's, you know, and horrific things too yeah you know, like yeah. things that you really don't want to see no um it's just you know it's the best and worst in, in one place yeah so well i we ended up finding that supplier and at that time it was when um like industrial furniture and everything was kind of becoming popular like iron furniture and all that and we thought it'd be a good different point of difference between our two stores yeah in that we could do one a bit more um on edge industrial a bit harder edge a bit more masculine and the other one would be more organic yeah so few and far was having all the softer kind of light colored pine furniture and then we could make indigo love a little bit more I guess, um, not quirky, but just have that point of difference. A bit more, yeah. bit more, A different yeah, creative edgy. look. Yeah. So we found this supplier and they did all of the iron furniture and they did leather chairs mm. and things that, gosh, they bad ended ones. up stunk really They stank really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and again, even when we worked with them, like, we couldn't order furniture. He was a nightmare. Yeah. Do you remember? Yes. He was a nightmare. Wouldn't answer phones. Wouldn't answer emails. Yeah. It was he was one of those like, have I done my money here? Yeah. This guy this guy is a Yeah. When we were there we were like really excited and he was amazing when we were there. Oh yeah. And really helpful. Um but and then again we could only really choose from like they had a room where they had Mm. kind of a few leftovers, but it was sort of enough for us to be able to so this is a supplier that usually you'd have to order you know minimums yeah. for and we were basically raiding his leftovers and showroom and yeah and yeah yeah whatever he had excess of we yeah. could choose from um so we did some of that but if it wasn't for him uh we wouldn't have been able to fill a container did we did no. we no well mistakenly though we used we he said he would consolidate for that's us that's right yes so he consolidated it for us and but we I'll, put all of our textiles yeah. and everything in with them. But then that was a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah. And and with, well, people probably don't know, but with consolidations too, whoever the shipper is usually has to pay for everything. So you've got to pay everything, everything to, yeah. to one person who then has to go and organise to collect all these other bits and pieces for you. Yeah. Um, and when you're dealing with, you know, guess you know edgy dodgy <laughs> suppliers it, it can be a bit sketchy wondering whether you've done the right thing or you're going to see those things again or your money or whatever yeah 
Yeah, and you've got to usually you pay like a thirty percent deposit up front, mm. and then you pay the rest once it's sailed. But you've got your fingers crossed, obviously, that it's sailed and getting paperwork organised and all that sort of thing. Yeah, but we did it, so we got it. We got it all sorted, and oh gosh, so yeah, that was like a two week trip, and we got it all done in time. But it actually took the full two weeks, didn't it? Like yeah, it was I just... remember getting to Delhi Airport to fly out, and we yeah. just made it. Yeah, because yeah. we had to drive back. We drove back again. <laughs> so we had to drive back from between cities. We did so much driving. From Jai- Jaipur. We've never driven again. No, not in India, no. no. <laughs> unless, unless we've, like, now we have an agent and then he has a driver. Oh, and so, so it's all very, now. like... It's so different. Yeah, and we stay in really nice hotels. And <laughs> yeah, there's one thing I would say is, you know, it's great. We've done everything the hard way, possibly the hardest way. But I think when you're traveling, there's one thing I've learned is you've got to be comfortable. It's mm. too tiring. It's too yeah. hard. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of it's it's draining and people would say oh it'd be amazing traveling to these places but when you're traveling for a holiday it's it's unreal it's but, different yeah yeah but when you're traveling for work it, it can be super draining And when you're over there, you need to be concentrating because like you're spending a lot of money. So you need to make sure that all of your decisions are made, you know, in the best kind of headspace possible. Um, So, yeah, you do need to make sure you've had enough rest and all of that because, yeah, it's really, really tiring. And you're up every day, just going all day, every day on buying things or working out what to yeah. buy and, and i think i think in some ways it might be cruel but i think in some ways if you can't afford to stay in somewhere comfortable then maybe don't do it <laughs> it's, it's that it's that important i think it's just not i mean i've stayed in places you know even up to three or four years ago where suppliers would recommend i'll oh, stay here stay here and i've and in the middle of the night i've just gone nuts I can't do it. Well, it's... there was one hotel that we always used to stay in that was a budget hotel. It was like $35 a night or something. Yeah, right and in it... the middle of Jaipur. Yeah, and it was always... It was like in India, it's amazing actually because the hu- like that hustle and bustle of the streets, like it's so busy. But then you kind of step into inside the walls of these of these um havelis and it's amazing like it's quiet and they've Mm. got birds everywhere and there's you know flowers falling on the ground from out of the trees and things like that like they're really quite beautiful and simple you go to reception the guy's just asleep on the welcome couch (laughs) (laughs) sorry to wake you up yeah can i get my key yeah And then, like, that was a really good hotel. It was simple and everything. But, you know, then we'd have problems with internet and hot water. There'd be no hot water and things like that. So it's like, no, we can't do this. Like, it's just got to be comfortable. And, yeah, but we did that for years. You did. Years and years. We did. But, no, it's an amazing experience. But definitely um, a lot harder than what we thought, that's for sure. Mm. (laughs) So when it came to actually shipping those goods home, as we said, we had a bit of trouble on that side of things with that particular supplier, but we got them. Um, but then we obviously, um, we realized that we needed to hire another warehouse and take on another lease for another warehouse because 
we had all of this furniture arriving with nowhere to store it. So that's when we first took on the, the like our very first warehouse lease. Mm. Um, and then we received that container and that was pretty exciting. Unwrapping that container. No, it was only a 20 footer. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> all that work for a 20 foot yeah, container. Yeah, it's just, oh, <laughs> no way. Yeah. And then we thought that was pretty hard too, like unloading that. Well, we had, there was me, you, your mum and dad, my brother. Yeah. His, it was Cooper, his boy and Ethan. Kylie, his and wife. And Kylie. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone helping unload it. Into our brand new little shed that we rented. Yep. But everyone was like, oh, this is cool. This yeah, is cool. yeah. It was yeah. so exciting. It was like yeah. a big Christmas day, wasn't it? Yeah. It was amazing. So we got that and then we completed the renovation to, of Indigo Love. And part of that renovation is we'd bought some um, wooden columns from mm. India and so Railings. we incorporated them into the fit out to, to, to replace some posts that we had to, well, where we knocked out the walls. And then, yeah, like a beautiful old metal railing that we used on the front of the counter. Still one of my favorite counters. <laughs> so, and then it got to the stage where we got to finally fit out the store and bring in all of the furniture and everything and set all of that up. And so it looked completely different to few and far. Like we had the iron furniture in there. We had you know, like vintage clocks and different like, you mm. know, unique pieces and all of like the handmade and hand printed fabrics, all of that kind of real handmade yeah. collection. Block print yeah. cabinets and yeah. all of those. That and we... quite a lot of colour in there as yeah. well, which we didn't have a lot of colour at Few and Far. It was a bit more of an organic kind of colour. Mm. Um, and so we ended up filling that shop and getting that open. I think it was just before December, like yeah, it was it November, was. December, it was right, or something. It was right before Christmas. And so that's the busiest time of year in Huskisson. And I remember that just being a crazy, crazy busy summer, but amazing. Like because we had that store and we had it all different, um, it was just such a different reaction as well. Um, and then that's actually, um, during that year and then coming into that time is when we actually started wholesaling informally, I guess mm. you'd say, um, because we had a couple of people, there was somebody who came into Few and Far and then there was someone who came into Indigo Love that Christmas and they said, they basically said to us, where do you get all of this product bef like from? I've never really seen much like this anywhere else, um, you know, I'd love to know because I've got a store mm. and we basically just told them, well, we actually imported it ourselves. And then they said, well, would you consider wholesaling? And we thought, oh, okay. It was, like, it was, all, <laughs> it was a bit like, what's that? How, yeah. do, how do you well, do yeah. that? How do we work out the pricing yeah, like... and all of that kind of thing. But we ended up kind of working that out. Um, and again, that's something else that we've learned as well on our travels and just by talking to people. Um, even just the wholesale pricing because that was kind of took us a little while to work that out mm. exactly and we so we'd spoken to other people that we'd met through you know in having a lunch in a lunchroom in India mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so yeah so that was when we started so somebody just came in uh, one of our one of our first wholesale customers she came in over that Christmas and bought probably about seven thousand dollars worth of product or something i think it was yeah, and yeah. we were like oh my goodness this is the 
biggest sale we've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she ended up just wanting to come back for more every yeah, time because yeah. it sold and it did well. And then we had a few more people. Mm. And then that's when we thought maybe we should look into this. Yeah, and then properly. I went, I, another one was I, I was in Sydney once and I was calling into a store and then I was looking at something and I and I just sort of introduced myself as well yeah. and said, oh, and then they said, oh, oh, you own that store sort of thing. And I was talking to them and they said, oh, I'd buy some stuff off you. And then that sort of grew from there. So we kind of had a little handful of people yeah. that we were supplying and that, and that and for them it was working amazingly because we were unknown and yeah. they they were tapping into this little source that no one else had and and they just come down to the warehouse on the weekends or whatever and fill up their van, van or car with yeah. little goodies or furniture mm. or whatever it might be so that was basically how the wholesale side of the business started and then once we started getting more and more customers that's when we sort of thought okay we need to start taking this seriously maybe we'll exhibit at a trade show mm. that's when we booked our first trade show so yeah it's been an organic growth curve i think in terms of how that worked but that was a bit of an eyes open just moment like time yeah. wasn't it like just being eyes yeah. open and thinking oh maybe we could do this and maybe we could do that but like you said we we didn't have anyone no we had no one's advice and telling no us how to do it yeah no so i think you know probably nowadays with you know people like you doing your course and whatever but it's it's so much not i wouldn't say it's easy it's definitely not easy no. but it's, it's you can the, have definitely avoid a lot of the time yeah, consuming access yeah. to how to do things is a lot a lot better these better. days but back then you know it was not even many people had websites you know up to 10 years ago no. Well, for us, it was just having that one lady with the the knight and sword business, the medieval business, that yeah. was kind of our, like, yeehaw, like, we're off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, you know, like you said, you booked the trade fair. Like, there's yeah. another adventure oh. where it was like, wow, that's a podcast. Like, how to yeah. do a trade fair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> people looking at us like we're just lunatics. <laughs> Like even other exhibitors, you know, because all of our this is going to work, and like, all of our oh, stand was like, and all one of a yeah. kind pieces. Yeah. So it's like once you sell out of that, then that's it. Yeah, people saying, <laughs> but so when you sell that, you don't have another one. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. okay, <laughs> don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah. oh, and that I remember that feeling like the hardest day of our life as well, oh. just setting that up. But that's a whole other story, like you said. <laughs> oh, that's a yeah, that's a that's a big story. Yeah, but so that's basically, I guess, in a very small nutshell, the story behind how we began wholesaling and the introduction of Indian pieces to our range, which now obviously has become a lot more refined and we're a lot smarter about how we do things. But like, well, it's a minefield. Like, yeah, it's yeah. the whole. That's a completely and, different ball game. Retail, and it all comes from experience. Yeah. That whole side of things, like. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, <laughs> you've got to know what you're doing before you go there. There's a lot of, there's a lot to learn that's yeah. not, that not, that's not necessarily in this country. Exactly. You know, like it's, yeah. 
there's a lot to learn that you, you're not going to get access to unless you go and do it. Yeah. And, you know, I've even seen people in the Air Force and people that we supply and they're just, you can tell they're just a bit lost and like, oh, how do you, I don't know how you yeah. guys do that. And, and a lot of things it, you can do, but a lot that's just. Yeah. And like you said, like a lot of it we've learnt on the road, basically. Like I, I really think we would struggle now with what's going on in the world with COVID and all that sort of thing and not being able to travel because a lot of what we've learnt has been while we're travelling or, you know, the people that we've met or who we've been able to speak to. Like mm. that's how we've learnt things. So not having access to that makes things really tricky at the moment. Yeah, you know, yeah. When, you, when you're traveling, it's, I know it's a, it's just a full eyes open experience. You know, like Tara yeah. said, when, you, when you're overseas, you might meet a supplier from another country and, and they're, they've got their stuff organized, their story. You can tell by their attitude that they're just, you know, I, they don't need to talk to me, this yeah. guy that's like, I'm, I'm just here doing business like I always do, you know, no <laughs> big deal. I just, I come here like five times a year and then here's me, you know, who's just, <laughs> a sponge for any little yeah. morsel of information that can help me make life easier yeah. and do this better and yeah. you know and I'm just hanging to talk to someone and, and <laughs> like then they boom they're out of the room like ah damn it <laughs> yeah. or you know someone on a plane or I mean yeah. that's always the way I've been I've just always watched people and think I wonder what they do or I wonder if I can learn something from them or yeah um, yeah definitely yeah. and even like on a bus to a train fair or something like that like when you sit next to some random person it's always like talk to them talk to whoever you can and just kind of find out information and how Amer- americans work. are good because yeah. they tend to talk a bit louder so you tend to <laughs> eavesdrop on their conversations <laughs> while they're talking to people on a bus or something you know it's yeah like, it's actually really interesting yeah. listening to other people's conversations and especially and americans you're just like wow yeah did he just say 10,000 units. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so definitely a lot. We've learnt a lot from all of that experience. And now, like, you know, looking back, our first trip was two weeks and now we spend two days, two or three days. Yeah. just in and out we know what we need we know what we need to do we know who we're dealing with plus you know we want to get home to our family and and there's things that you just like i said i would i just don't do taxis yeah i don't i just that's we have drivers and yeah but yeah. it, it's too hard there's too much yeah you know it's you just want to get where you need to be and you want someone who knows where they're going and it's the last thing you want when you're alive somewhere at 12 o'clock at night and you're driving around in a mm. city where you've got no idea where you are and yeah. taxi driver and you're wondering is this taxi driver you know legit and, and oh you get ripped off yeah, by the I taxi driver a 50% lot 50 percent of my taxi adventures have been people trying to rip you off yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah it's it's be comfortable you're not there for long just get in get done and get out <laughs> but like i also would recommend like if you have time obviously you know the one thing that we haven't been able to do a lot of is explore these amazing countries too like if you've got time after a trip or something like that then you know take some time to have a bit of a rest if you can and and really immerse yourself within the country because there's a lot to learn about them. There's a lot to learn about their culture and it's all going to help you tell the story of the pieces that you bring back as well.
But so that's basically, as I said, in a, in a very small nutshell, an introduction to how we began importing from India and also how our wholesale business started. Uh, lots of lessons, as you've heard along the way, um, and still lots of lessons to this day. We can still always learn a lot more from everything. Um, but I hope that we've shared some of our wisdom with you and you've enjoyed some of the <laughs> Hasn't stories. Hasn't put you off too much, India. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, so... It's an amazing place, India. It seriously yeah. is an amazing place. It yeah. is, whether you love it or hate it, it's... It's, it's always... Yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting place and and the craftsmanship and um, of, of what those people do in that create. country is incredible. Yeah, and obviously being able to have that like that's why we love dealing with India so much too, because having pieces within our store that are, we know they're all handcrafted, they're all handmade. Um, there's like that whole you know culture and tradition behind a lot of it. A lot of the pieces are older pieces and they've been used with like we'll have you know stories of past lives and that sort of thing. And for us, that cultural richness is really important. Mm. And that's what you get out of India, definitely. Yeah, and we've met some amazing people that we now work with. And, yeah. You know, that's, you know, it's, it's been a great experience for us. And Yeah, yeah, some really good relationships. So I th- hope that you've enjoyed this episode. And um, next week I've got a chat lined up with Leanne Haining from Urban Ritual about how she started her wholesale business and where that has taken her today. So I look forward to catching up with you then. Thank you for joining me this week on the Trade Wins Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or have found value in this podcast, I'd love you to leave me a review on iTunes or to share it on Instagram and Facebook for your friends. To see what special pieces of the world we've brought home, make sure you visit our website at fewandfar.com.au or pop into one of our beautiful stores located in Huskisson, Berry, or Barrel in New South Wales. And if you're thinking about starting your own retail business but aren't sure where to begin or you have an existing business you want to grow, head over to my website tarasolberg.com for more information on my Trade Wins online course where I share everything I wish I had known when I was first starting out in business. I look forward to you joining me again for our next episode. Thank you for listening.